Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's such a good, good father. Amen. He loves us with that everlasting love. You need to tell yourself that. Because a lot of times when you make mistakes, you sit there and you say, how can God possibly love me? He loves you with an everlasting love. It never changes. That's why he gave us Jesus for our sins, for our mistakes. Thank God for Jesus. And thank God for his precious blood. We honor his precious blood in this place right now. We lift your name high, Lord Jesus. Have your way throughout the rest of the service. Expect good things, Lord. Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You guys can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. We're going to go ahead and take up our tithes and offerings now. If you need an offering envelope for your giving, please slide a hand up. Remember, if you're giving by check, just make them out to COLC. You can also give online. Do we have that? You can go to colcbozeman.org and push on the Give So button and then follow the prompts from there. It's relatively easy. Uh, but anyway, we're going to, I want you, uh, well, just listen up. And if you can find Amos in your Bible, Amos chapter 9, I'm going to be there in just a minute. But I want to first read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2. Very familiar scripture talking about the blessings as well as the curses. But the blessing, it says this in verse 2, and all these blessings shall come upon you. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? All these blessings shall come upon you. And notice, and overtake you. Overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. So the result of obedience is the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. I like the way that sounds. Look, Amos chapter 9, it is in your Bible. In my Bible, chapter 1300. Pretty easy. Of course, you don't have my Bible, but that's okay. But anyway, listen to this scripture, and then I'm going to read it from the uh, message translation. Amos 9, 13 says, Behold, the days are coming. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him who sows seeds. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Now listen to that verse in, in uh, Amos. It says this. I'm going to read it from the message translation. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the hills of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people. Woo! The blessings of the Lord overtaking us. It's going to happen. You're going to sow the seed, and you're going to already have the, the harvest. Now, I know for a lot of people, that sounds like really, how could that possibly happen? You've got to remember one thing. God is God. And if God says something like this is going to happen, I believe it's going to happen. 
I don't have to figure it out in my head. One of the words of the Lord that uh, Jerry Savelle got is this. God is accelerating things and will provide for us unstoppable momentum. God is accelerating things and, I like to, I don't want to mess it up, and will provide for us unstoppable momentum. I thought about this because last night I had a dream. And I'm not one to get up here and share dreams, but this one, I remembered it, and I, I actually got up to go to the restroom. Maybe that's too much information, but too bad. <laughs> and I went back to bed, and it came right back to me. And I usually, I don't know if you're like me, usually if you get up, that's the end of the dream, and you try to get it back, especially if it was a good one. And anyway, and so uh, uh, this dream was like this. Everywhere I went, everywhere I turned were bundles of money. It was like amazing. Everywhere I looked, everywhere I turned, I found a wallet that was empty except it was full of money, $100 bills. I found a whole roll of $100 bills. I, I, I don't remember who I was talking with, but I was asking the question, how much is here? And the answer was more than enough, more than enough. See, I believe God is starting to accelerate things. I believe that everything we've been believing God for is coming quicker than you could ever imagine. An acceleration is taking place. Momentum is happening. See, you don't have to agree with that. You can sit back and say, I can't believe that. That's fine. That's your choice. But see, as far as I'm concerned, if God said it, that settles it. I'm going to choose to believe it. I believe there's an acceleration of things taking place in the earth today. I believe that there's a great revival happening in the earth today. I believe it's going to be the greatest revival this earth has ever seen. I believe there's going to be an outpouring of his glory unlike any other time. I believe there's going to be miracles and signs and wonders happening in the church and through the church as the church goes outward into this dark, dark world. I am convinced God is wanting to get the monies into our hands. The, 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 the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. That's me. I have a good work to do for Jesus Christ. And it's going to involve our own church building. So you, you can just count on it. I said, you can just count on it. It's coming in in Jesus' name. And, 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 and I, I was kind of pondering this and, you know, meditating on this and thinking about this. And the Lord said this to me. Why do you think I've had you on teaching on faith again? Why do you think I've been having you teach on faith again? I want you to understand how easy it is for you to step out and believe me for finances, for healing, whatever it might be. It's it, basically what he was trying to get across to me. It's right there. It's right there. Bundles of money is right there. It's right there. All you got to do is reach out and take it with your hand of faith. Amen. God is wanting to do a mighty work in the earth today. Hallelujah. I want to be so blessed. I want to be so blessed so I can be the greatest blessing I can possibly be. All, to all the people around me, to all the churches and ministries out there that are preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to be the type of, uh, uh, of church that hears about another church that is in need of something, and we immediately say, hey, here we are. What, what, how, much can you, how much do you need? How much do you need for that new church van? Let us write the check for it and give it to you. 
Thank you for the couple of amens. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be, guys. We're one family, the family of God, children of the Most High God. We're supposed to rally around one another. We're supposed to be blessed. If I'm obeying God and I don't expect the blessings to come upon me, am I, am I not making God out to be a liar? I've heard it said before that Jesus did not have riches and, 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 and have all kind of prosperity in his life, that he struggled to get by. So in other words, Jesus did everything the Father told him to do, lived in total obedience to God, and yet God the Father said, uh-uh, even though it's written in my word, you can't have it. Hello? Sure did get quiet in here, didn't it? Do you understand what I'm saying that? If we're obeying God, we should expect the blessings of the Lord to come upon us and overtake us. Did, did I not read that in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2? See what obedience does for us? God wants us blessed. How many believe that this church practices what we preach? How, how many have heard of all the different ministries and people that we've been able to bless in this church, through this church? I'm excited because I know we're just at the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get so blessed. Oh, we're going to get so blessed. Blessed, 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 blessed. Because why? God knows he can get it through us. God knows he's going to use us to help missionaries all over the world. I'm getting excited about this. Hallelujah. Woo! God is doing a mighty work in the earth today. And the only way it's going to get done is through money. It takes money. The gospel message is free. That's true. But how many know that I right now cannot preach to the people in Africa, in Africa, be there in Africa, unless I had money to get over there? Takes money to fly there, doesn't it? Takes, takes money to put on an event over there, right? Oh, my goodness. God wants us blessed. It's who he is. I know I'm getting off on preaching, but see, I'm not preaching this morning. I fixing to call him Uncle John. <laughs> Brother John is going to be ministering. But I, I, I'm hoping y'all are catching this. I usually don't share dreams. How come I'm still thinking on it? How come I can still see? Have you ever had a dream and you said, I had a dream last night. I said, so what was it about? I don't know. I don't remember. That's how it usually is for me. I don't remember. I don't have a clue. I know I dream, but I don't care. I have no idea. But I can remember this one. Because God is showing me. It's right there. It's right there. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to reach out with my hand of faith. And I'm going to grab onto it because God, I know God wants my family and me blessed. And I know that God wants this church family blessed. Blessed beyond measure. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. If we do it God's way, he is faithful and just to look over his word to perform it in our lives. Amen. Let's hold our offerings up and let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We step out right now in faith, according to your word. Lay hold to that blessing that belongs to us, Lord. Out of obedience to you and your word, by our giving right now to Celebration of Life Church, and by all the different want ministries we're able to support, Lord God, we lay claim to that right now. We desire a greater blessing happening in our lives so that we can live blessed lives and continue to be a greater blessing to those around us, to family, to friends, 
to churches, to ministries that are out there preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We worship you and we praise you and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Oh, yes. Welcome visitors. All you visitors. Boom. Ron, right? Is that right? Is Ron? Huh? I, we, Michelle's been here. She's, a, she's like a veteran now. <laughs> Ellen Faith, right behind. Faith, so good to have you here. Amen. I would make y'all come up and sing, but you're probably like me. You don't want to. But we do have a special song. Uh, Seth's going to come up and sing to us now. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. Children, you are now dismissed to go walk, walk with your teacher to go to your class, and remember to make, hey, kids, invite your friends for next week. We're going to have all kinds of candy. I got three giant, four giant bags. Look, 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 they're this big. And everybody gets a big giant bag. I've got to give it to them, the big bag? Well, I'll eat most of it, never mind. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Well, I hope you are ready. Uh, I know that this, uh, me and, and, and Brother John, uh, we mess with one another. It's part of who we are. We like one another. That's why we mess with one another. Well, <laughs> just like he just said, we do. But he is gifted. He has a gift within him to preach and teach the gospel. He, too, graduated from Ramah, as uh, Pastor Joan and myself did, as did his wife, Gail, and his son, Sean. And Jonathan, Davey, not so much. No. <laughs> anyway, just messing. Glory to God. Well, why don't we welcome him right now? Come on up. Let him bring forth the word. Expect good things. Hallelujah. Get all this out of your way. Well, we are blessed to be a blessing. Isn't that right? Do you really believe that? Yes. Why are we here in church? Think about that for a minute. Why are we here? We are here because our friends come here. Are we here because we can tick the box for this week? We came to church. We did what it was expected of us. What other reasons are we here? Anybody got an idea? Who said that? Yep, with God and the Word. Is that not right? But how much Word do we hear from this church? All week, Wednesdays, Sundays, what do we hear? The Word constantly. Isn't that true? Even on the uh, Thursdays with the uh, ladies, and they're going through the book. It's the Word, 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 Word. Who is the Word? Jesus is the word. So if we go on that precept that we hear the word all the time coming from this pulpit, and yet what happens? We leave out of here, and um, we're begging God for the, those things he's already said are ours. We get prayed for sickness and disease, and we leave out of the church with the pain that we came in with, sickness and disease that we came in with the same lack and failure 
we walk out of here and we spend our week that that whole week like that, and then we come back on Sunday, we get pumped up again, walk out the door. What's going on here? What's wrong? Does anybody agree that that's what happened? Say again. How many people have financial needs? Relational problems. Wayward family members. Failure, lack, defeat. What do you want? What do you need? I'll bet you part of that fits every single person in this building right now. So what is the problem? Does the word and faith only work for certain people, for special people? Or does it work for everyone? We say that it works for everyone, but does it really? Is God at fault? Who's at fault here? What about all the promises that he has given us? Are they not for us anymore? Was that for the old times with the Bible? 2 Corinthians 1, 19 and 20 in the Passion, but I think we put up, yeah. It says in the Passion, God has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. For all God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. That's a promise. Does it work? You can shake your head, yes. But does it work? How about 2 Peter 1.3, King James? According to his divine power, he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge that's important of him who called us to glory and virtue. Philippians 4.19 in the Amplified, and my God will liberally supply and fill you unto full your every need according to his riches in glory. Isaiah 53. I'm living proof of this verse right here. Surely, or truly, he took our infirmities and carried our sorrows, sickness, and disease, yet we considered him stricken, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment <coughs> that brought us peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. How about Psalm 37? <coughs> Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh, and he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you will find that he pulled it off perfectly. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. So those are promises. Do they mean anything? Are they just words, nice-sounding, pleasant words? 
What's the deal? Is it religion? Did we just come here because we're supposed to? God is not a liar, so we need to find out what the problem is and what is going on. Uh, You've got to have faith, first of all. How do we get faith? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. But listen to this. In Hebrews 11.6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, here it is, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. James 2.14 Faith without works is dead. What does it profit, my brethren, even if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Romans 10, 17. And by the way, what do you do when you get born again? You believe, but you do something else. What do you do? You speak. You confess. Right? Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Next, you've got to have an intimate relationship with God. You can't bring your Bible to church or your phone and spend Sunday that way and the rest of the week your Bible's left on the shelf and you never open it. Or you might not ever want to mark up your Bible, so <laughs> I'm just going to get you. <laughs> So this is only page two for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, seek him, spend time daily, read the word, get to know who you are in him, trust him, be diligent and consistent. Believe he cares for you and wants the best for you. I can guarantee you, as you move into this, you're going to have all sorts of things, phones ringing, children interrupting, dogs interrupting, anything that's going to take your attention away. But you have to get into the word. You have to have that word. It's alive, and it gets into you. And then you are Hebrews uh, 6.12, so that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but will instead be an imitator of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and in his power and by patient endurance, even when suffering, are now inheriting the promises. God wants us to be mature, trust him. What is mature? Mature is a person that puts down their own wants, puts down and becomes humble. Humble is doing things the way God wants. Um, Mark eleven twenty three. this is the verse. This is so important. It says, for truly, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, mark that, unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, here's the faith part, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, here it is, he shall have whatsoever he says. That's for you. So, notice the saying part is three times. The believing part is once. We get in faith, 
We hear the promises of God, and we begin to believe. Faith has to have a confession. It's the initial part of faith is confessing the word. We are saved by our words. Acts 11.14, who shall tell you the words whereby you and all your household shall be saved? Who's going to tell you the word? That's how you get saved. The authority of the believer is so important. It says the authority of the believer is as you speak out and confess the word. What does Job 22.28 say? Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon your way. So, again, speaking, decreeing. The authority, I'm sorry, um, Romans 10, 8, King James says, but what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So how does this apply to us? Um, most of you know that for the last seven months, well, it's been three more now. So, so three months ago, for seven months, um, I was pretty ill. and uh, I was in the hospital multiple times, and I have to have Gail remind me. So uh, very medicated, and they... Um, said that I was to die. And so I, um, let me tell you, there are times that you want to just say, yeah, go ahead, go, be free of this. But you know what? God is good, and it's the word that healed me, saved me, and has brought me where I am today. It's the word only. But I had a part that I had to play in that, and that was speaking out of my mouth. You know, when the doctor comes in and says, you're not going to make it, get things in line and order, and your wife is crying, and your children are coming from all over to see you because they've been told that you're going to die, and multiple different doctors, we don't know what we can do, blah, 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 right? What are those things that you hear? They're obstacles to your you're going to die is certainly an obstacle to your faith. But what does the word say? I shall live and not die. Amen. You know, I'm talking about myself, but it's not in the point of who I think I am. I just have learned, and I'm still working on it, learn the truth of how to move forward and how to live and how to obtain the things that we need and that we want. Um, so, you know, they gave, gave me up, sent me home, and uh, I have to tell you, I was so medicated. Uh, morphine and all these different medications that you wonder how, you know, how could I come through with all that medication? However, you know, the word is in there and it gets in there. That's what comes out. And that's what comes out, comes out, comes out. And it's one thing after another. Oh, we found this now. You've got this. You did this. You're not going to make it. Um, you've got 
people coming to visit you who have no faith, buy, see you, you know, crying and going all that. And I am retired, but I am a registered nurse. And so my own head knows all this stuff clinically. And I'm like, my wife is also an RN. And so, you know, there's, there's two sides to this, what we know and talk about and what we know and talk about. What we know and talk about has to be this. I cannot get out of the hospital and start talking about all the pain and bleeding and all these different things that are happening. They're there. It's true. It's there. We see it. But there's a greater truth. And how do I obtain that truth? How do I bring it from the supernatural into the natural? It's with this right here. Is speaking the word. It's the same thing. You know, okay, so that's necessary, let's say. But supposing you want a house. Supposing that you need to have a house. What do you do? Do you think that that's a blessing that God wants to give to you? It is, absolutely. So you begin to speak. And however, you have financial people, bankers, and all this, oh, you can't make that kind of payment. You don't make enough money. But the word says something different. We're blessed to be a blessing. We've had that so many times here. Well, if you're not believing, you're not going to walk in this. I can tell you right now, you're going to come to church, you're going to hear it, you get pumped up, leave here, and then the bank's going to call, you don't have any money, you're behind on your bills, you're sick, you're going to die, your kids are this, you're doing this and that, and you're going to just, and you come next Sunday, do the same thing again, right out, you get laid hands on you, and walk out of here, and oh, I, I don't feel good terrible. These things are there. There's no lie about that. They are there. But the supernatural means above the natural. is greater than the natural. And so it's not anything that we have, but we have that authority right here. The authority in our mouth that brings that to us. And we see the change in our bodies and finances, and our ability to have things, um, the authority of the believer is as you speak out the word. We have to know the will of God, which comes with that intimate relationship. We have to know that he wants to bless us, that he wants to give us these things. Pastor preached half my lesson this morning about blessing, and how to receive those things. <clears throat> And that's how that applies to us. We, need, we are the ones that need to make an adjustment in our thinking. If we're not able to obtain a promise of God, then we need to look at ourselves. ourselves. Are we being a doer of the word? What are we doing while we're waiting for the promises and the blessings to manifest in our life? Are we talking life and blessing? Are we talking what we see naturally? It makes all the difference in the world. Are we speaking life or death? Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We control our world 
by what we say. So what does it mean to, uh, if you love it, you'll eat the fruit thereof. You will eat the fruit. You will have whatever's coming out of your mouth all the time. Is it life or is it death? As we stand in faith, I told you, obstacles are going to come in, in our way. We're going to have pain. We're going to have what people say to us. We're going to have a bank book that has holes in it. Um, we're going to have trouble with finances. Unbelief tries to undermine us. You, you have people say, you'll never be able to do that. I use an example of the buzz. The buzz was created out of nothing. And it is successful and busy today because Joan spoke the word. Spoke and spoke. Believe me, I know that obstacles came her way. We've had sinks that uh, didn't drain. We had people demanding money and all these things. Uh, every single thing was overcome by the word. Is that not right? That's not right. And it keeps moving higher and higher forward. She has the will of God in this situation, and she speaks it all the time because it's used to bring people into the kingdom. And she is constantly in here talking with people and uh, ministering to them. Excuse me. So Hebrews 10.23 says what? Let us seize and hold fast the confession Seize it and hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised, who is he, is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. Not mine, not my word, his word. But as I speak his word, it comes into me and it is my word also. Instead of saying what we see or feel, we must change our confession to agree with the word. What we believe and speak affects the natural world. When you speak negatively about your situation, you will have what you say and what you believe. Giving voice to God's word is a method of calling for things that he has given by promise but are not yet manifest. So let us be doers of the word and not hearers only. 2 Corinthians 4.13, we have the same spirit of faith. That's important to know. According as it is what? Written, the word. I believe, there's one, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. We speak the word in the first part of that is the word and we speak the word this is the basic the biblical principle principle of calling things that are not as though they are i want to tell you a little story it's about the authority of your word so i was riding my bike recently um, i live in bozeman and so i went over to uh, story mill road and over on that road there are five or six tracks. It's a yard. And so they bring car, uh, train cars in there and they leave them. And then the yard people, they work and put those trains together over there. So as I was sitting there watching this, 
um, these great big engines, powerful, massive beasts of engines, you know, smoke puffing out of them and everything like that. They're backing up and they're moving forward and they're going fast, they're going slow. And as I, was, I, I believe the Lord showed me this, but as I was watching, I noticed that there was one person, he would jump off the train, run, and get on the back of the train, and he had a, a what is it, walkie-talkie or whatever. And so he would talk into that, and then the train would go. It would either go forward or back, but let me tell you, it never moved, not one time, without that guy speaking into it. So I always thought the engineer <coughs> was the one that had all the authority and power there, but does not. He just can move that engine. The authority is with the conductor. He tells him everything. He tells him how fast to go, how slow to go, and it does not move. Those great big engines are full of power. They do not move until that guy speaks. Where does he get his authority from? In Missoula, they own all of Montana's track, and they also are the uh, rail masters over there. They know where every train is, what everyone is doing in the entire state, and the authority for that conductor comes from, that, from over in Missoula from that guy, and they tell him what to do, what not to do. So I <laughs> noticed that uh, all of a sudden everything stops, and I, I wonder why it all stopped. And then here comes barreling through four or five engines, straight on through, going to wherever they're going on the main track. But I'll tell you what, that did not move. Then they got out of the way when that guy said, you know, stop. So also, that conductor had the authority to move in any direction, he would tell that guy to back up, the train would back up, and he'd jump out, and he'd flip a switch, and now the train came over and went on another one, over and over again. What I'm trying to say to you is the authority of what that guy spoke moved those great big engines, which, you know, the engineer could have just slammed it and tore off and done whatever he want, but he had no authority to do that. So... What can we do? How can we be responsive and walk in the blessings that truly are ours? Um, we have preached about this in this church over and over and over and over again about our relationship with God, about blessing, about faith, about speaking. And that's where, we, that's where it gets right down to the basis our authority was given to us by Jesus. In fact, he told the disciples, he said, go, go into all the world and what? Preach the gospel, speak, and signs will follow. Healing, deliverance, all of those things. When we speak the word in faith, we can move powerful engines in our lives. We can move them forward and back. We can change the direction of our life. So we are to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Confess the word and be the whosoever who gets 
the whatsoever. So open your Bibles up and let's correct some stuff now. Yeah. Just messing. Very good word. Amen. Um, you know, it's so, it's so God, the way he's uh, working these things out. As I shared with you, I believe it was last week, the week before, about how the Lord has, um, we did a teaching on faith in the blood, and now we've been on faith in uh, how to receive the blessings of the Lord, how to live in the land of more than enough, and and now the Lord is leading me a different direction and um, talking about faith once again. How do we believe for the power? Faith in the power. And um, I'm so excited about it, uh, what God is showing me. And, and, you know, sometimes you need to be called out by God. I mean, you know what I'm saying when I say that? There's a lot of times you think you know uh, something when all of a sudden you realize you don't know so much of what you know. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're uh, teachable, maintain a teachable spirit and allow this, you know, God to teach you and show you and instruct you things. But I believe what God has been showing me, and this is for all of us, is living by faith was never supposed to be complicated, was never supposed to be difficult, was never to be just for a chosen few, it is for all of us as Christians. That's why the Bible says we're called to live by faith. If it was something so difficult to do, why would God make it so, uh, why would he tell us, I expect you to live by this? But it's so hard that you'll never be able to do it. Does that sound like a just God? No. Whatever he asks us to do in his word, he gives us the grace to do it. You understand how I'm saying that? And so anyway, I think the thing about all of this stuff is, if you can learn to live this life of faith, there's absolutely nothing you cannot do in this earth. Did you hear what I just said? You might say, Pastor Dan, how can you possibly say that? Because all things are possible with God. You know, the Bible says that. But the Bible also says all things are possible to those who believe. But the point is, is you got to believe. And that's where I, you hear me saying over and over and over and over again, Every one of you is going to believe something. Why not just hook your, 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 your caboose or whatever it is, your part of the train up to the faith train? Why not just choose to believe what God has said in his word? Even if you don't completely comprehend it at first, just step out and say, God, I'm going to take you at your word. I don't fully comprehend this yet, but I trust you to get the revelation to me so that I can understand it more clearly. And I, I will say this, um, all of you are on a journey. I've, you've heard me say that over and over again as well. But the thing I'm trying to get across is don't ever get to the place where you think you've arrived. Always have the, that teachable spirit of wanting to learn, to grow, and I promise you God's going to keep on doing that for you. I think I have been taught on faith for, well, since I started walking with him, uh, Dad Hagen is one of my fathers in the faith. And, of course, the Lord specifically told him, I want you to go teach my people faith. And so as, you know, graduates of his Bible school, we were taught about faith. And the point I'm trying to get across is it's been a part of 
my developing in my walk with God since the very beginning of my walk with God. But I can tell you right now, my understanding of faith is growing leaps and bounds. And I still believe without a shadow of a doubt, the reason that is is because I maintain a teachable spirit. I don't want to get up here and act like I'm a know-it-all, but I want to get up here and share what God has revealed to my heart. See, once it gets in your heart, nobody can take it away then. Absolutely nobody can take it away. And anyway, this is, this is so good because I like how, you know, he was able to utilize the, uh, uh, what he went through, the importance of keeping his mouth lined up with the Bible instead of lined up with what people are telling him. And probably, like he said, his biggest challenge was the fact that he's an RN. And he already knew all of these things, you know, having dealt with it for how many years were you? At? 40 years as a registered nurse. So he knew what he, you know, was dealing with. He could understand it. They would talk to me, say some things to me, and I'm like going, right over my head. I'm not a nurse. I don't understand that. But still, he made a choice, a decision. I'm going to stick with what I believe. Amen. And that's where all of this different stuff is concerned. You got to stick with what you believe based upon the word of God. That's where faith comes from. Hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. Glory to God. Why don't we bow our heads and let's pray. So Father, right now in Jesus' name we come. We humble ourselves in your, your glorious presence. We know we have access to you, Father God, this day. By the blood of your son, Jesus. We draw near with hearts full of gratitude and thankfulness for who you are, for what you've done for us, where you brought us from, where you brought us to. We're so excited, Lord, that we belong to you, children of the Most High God. And Lord, our hearts cry to live this life of faith. Live this life of faith. Not just Sundays, but every day of the week, 24-7, living a life sold out to you. I worship you, I praise you, I believe that what you're doing in the earth today, glorious things, my God. And I thank you, Father, this church is going to be smack dab in the middle. We're going to be part of being under the spout where the glory is poured out right here at Celebration of Life Church. Hallelujah. We praise you. Now with your eyes closed, nobody looking around, just real quickly. Anybody in here say, Pastor Dan, I don't know with certainty that I left the world today, I'd go to be with Jesus. And I want to know. I want to know this Jesus you've been talking about. I want to come to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It's an easy thing. All you do is confess him as Lord. And he'll come and save you. Hallelujah. With the eyes closed, nobody looking. If I'm speaking to you right now. I can say this. The greatest decision I have ever made in my life was saying, Jesus, come into my heart. And I went from a lifestyle of drugs, drinking, carousing. My life was in shambles all around me. And when I called out his name, Jesus, come into my heart. He came running to me. And he began to do a process in my life. He began to work out the things that needed to get worked out. Now here I am today, a pastor. What a good, good father he is. But if you would like to know this, Jesus, I want you to simply raise your hand and put it back down. Anybody in here say, I want to know Jesus. Just raise your hand up right now. Anybody in here say, that's me. I want to know. I want to know. 
I just sense in my heart there's some, some people in this room right now that need Jesus in their lives. Or you need to just come home to the Father's house. Been out doing your own thing, making your own decisions, making your own choices. You need to get right with God. Whether it's coming to Jesus for the first time or just getting right with Him, please just raise a hand up right now. Anybody in here say, that's me. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not going to hold it. I didn't see any hands go up. So won't you look up at me? Just a friendly reminder, next week is Easter, and we're going to have a glorious time. We're going to uh, start with the breakfast out there at 930, like uh, Casey said in the announcements. If some people can show up around 830 to help us get it set up, and make sure you bring a side dish or one of your favorite breakfast items. Please don't bring ham because we're buying two hams, okay? And uh, we do have plenty of candy, I believe. So you can save your money on candy. But if you're going to get stuffed animals, that would be a great blessing for us. Okay, please sign up for the stuff out there. You can do that. And uh, then afterwards, I have a message. I'm going to talk about what's the difference between Christianity and the other religions out there. I'll let, leave it at that. Amen? What? Huh? Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> yes, I can tell. She doesn't want me to trip on a pencil up here. Anyway, praise God. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for coming out, being a part of what God's doing here at Celebration of Life Church. Just a friendly reminder, your best days are before you, and you guys are greatly loved. God bless you. We'll see you uh, Wednesday night if you can, ladies Thursday, but definitely next week for Easter. You are dismissed. Love you.